We're going to get an update from the city of Edmonton's acting fire chief, David Lazenby, at about 9.30 this morning. He's going to have a bit of a news conference to update the fire situation. It was a gong show uh, in the city of Edmonton yesterday. A number of homes were lost to fires. The Anthony Hende had to be shut down, which is, uh, I think, Stony Trail, if you're in Calgary. It's our ring road. Um, and we've got dozens of municipalities that have brought in fire bans all across the province, all around Edmonton, all around Calgary. Um, and expect more because the, the weather is, I, I saw a story yesterday. I was trying to find it and get the details on it, but conditions in Alberta right now are worse than they were in 2016, the year of the Fort McMurray wildfire. That's not good. You don't want to hear comparisons like that. And you take a look at the forecast that we have for our province for the rest of this week. Um, not good. I mean, 30 degrees is well within range for, for much of the province. So, and just dry and windy. Things are really bad. Uh, one of the hardest hit areas of our province so far is about an hour and a bit to the west of Edmonton. Evansburg, Entwistle, Wildwood. Uh, that sparked up over the weekend and it's continued to grow and get a little bit worse as we've gone along. So let's get an update on the situation there. We're going to chat with Lisa McGregor, who is a reporter and anchor with Global Edmonton. She's in Edson this morning, though. Uh, Lisa, you're in Edson, which is still farther to the west, but that's where all the evacuees are now, correct? Correct, yes. So evacuees that were originally in Wildwood were evacuated again, and then they came to Edson. Um, there's a leisure center here where everyone is. It's kind of the hub for, you know, getting information and whatnot. They didn't end up sleeping there overnight. They found a hotel or places to stay, but this is essentially the new area for everyone to go as they wait to find out when they can return home. Um, and there are two fires. So I think I gained some perspective from the mayor of Yellow uh, Head today, just understanding why one affects the other. So the fire that's in Yellowhead County, which evacuated Wildwood and uh, lifts uh, in, in that area, that one is very large. They were able to contain it to a perimeter last night and overnight, but that's about 3,000 hectares in size, so the size of Spruce Grove. Meanwhile, okay. the one in Parkland County is about two to 300 hectares in size, but that one is closer to the Hamlet, so Whistle and Evansburg. So if the wind shifts, one can affect the other, so they're really in contact with each other to see where things are at, and obviously there's evacuees from all those areas. So just because one's smaller doesn't mean it's less of a threat. Um, they're both still a threat right now, but they're hopeful to send people back today because there is a walkthrough scheduled or a tour to go through Wildwood and check out the evacuation area and the, and the wildfire area. Okay, so you might get a chance to actually get on the ground. I mean, this is a pretty typical thing they do in situations like this to give reporters, some, like you say, trying to get the lay of the land can be tough. So you might get a tour of what's going on there later today? Exactly. So that's the plan. They scheduled it for 1 p.m., but I was speaking with uh, Parkland or Yellowhead County, and they said they're hoping to do it earlier. But, you know, the thing with these conditions, you just don't know. I mean, we saw yesterday, once it got to the afternoon, things shifted, and some little hotspots started up again. So uh, they are hopeful that we can get in either at 1 o'clock or even earlier. And they didn't say that evacuees can return home, but we can get there. We can take a look at the work that firefighters are doing there and get as close as possible to that wildfire area in Wildwood. Um, in terms of the fire fight, like you say, they're having some success in managing to contain the larger one. Uh, I know they're calling for more help, right? They need more reinforcements. This this situation remains pretty tense. It is, and they, you know, they said I think the big thing is they don't want to take any chances. Yeah, it's for sure. It's pretty efficient how they've navigated this. Uh, you know, last night 
uh, the the uh, mayor of Yellowhead said that they have about 200 sprinklers that they can take care of 200 homes. So they're watering all these homes, essentially. And they have 75 firefighters, six helicopters assisting them. Uh, he did say they asked for more resources. So I think it's more on a standby basis because, again, one thing that's interesting is he said, uh, you know, overnight on the weekend, it's scary to see how quickly the fire can spread. I'm pretty sure he said it moved, I think, nine kilometers within not, no time at all. So mm. I think there's just that fear of how bad it can get, and they don't want to take any chances. But considering everything, only one house burnt, maybe some vehicles. Uh, so they've done a pretty efficient job of taking care of it because of all the training they've done. Yeah, they sure have. It's pretty remarkable. And, and getting all those people evacuated, I mean, it's it's hundreds of people now that are, are headed to Edson. Are there any more, I, and I don't know if, you, uh, if I'm asking you an unfair question, are there any more communities that are sort of on, you know, notice that, hey, you may be next in line here? Are there any other that are in the, you know, the path of these fires that are sort of waiting and watching to see what might happen next? At this point, no. I think, you know, I think the big thing they wanted to drive home, because we did hear from the mayor yesterday of Yellowhead County saying the big reason why Wildwood was evacuated uh, was because of smoke. But he didn't want people to think that that was it. I mean, there's still a risk. He said, you know, the fire at this point has been contained to not be very close to these hamlets. Um, it's more Evansburg and Antwistle that have the bigger risk close to. I think he said it was about, you know, two miles away. But uh, so those are still the areas that are at risk. Um, and things can change pretty quickly. Yeah. But there is no new additions to that. But, I mean, keep in mind, there's more than a thousand people that are evacuated sure. within all these communities. So that's a lot of people in and out of the area. I know some people are asking, is Edson at risk? But, you know, I'm I'm here in Edson, and there's, it's not even smoky, which is interesting because you can drive 15 minutes closer to Wildwood, and it's just such a haze. So um, that's mainly because of the wind. So I think the hope today is just the wind isn't bad because that can really make things worse. Yeah, that's the worst possible thing. Still lots of road closures too, right, Lisa? I mean, 16 still has some problems around it. We know that was a big issue yesterday. Yes, and you just never know when one's going to pop yeah, up. I mean, exactly. when we drove in, one come up, came up at Waterman, and then we had to take an hour and a half detour just to get to Edson. So be aware, it's on in both directions. There's one by Seva Beach, but it changes quite often. Um, so if you are traveling on Highway 16, like, you expect a detour. Like, there will be one whatever direction you're going in, and it could be a long one. Yeah, and it could pop up at any minute. Um, great stuff. Thank you so much, Lisa. I appreciate you being here.